0: Hi everyone, it's Karen Chong, and I'm here with my co-host, Dennis Kelly. Welcome to another episode of Mastering Your World Through Frequencies, where every week we explore how frequencies shape our world and begin to release the patterns that keep us stuck so we can realize our greatest potential. When we want to have change in our lives, in our experience, in our relationships, or in our work, One of the good places to look is in our emotional response to different things. Many of us spend a lot of time and energy avoiding or suppressing what we consider to be negative emotions, like fear, anger, worry, or anxiety. Today we're going to be discussing how your spirit can use these emotions to create momentum, how you consciously can use them to accelerate forward, and how they start to shift as our frequency vibration rises. After the discussion, we're going to wrap it up with a group frequency calibration to help begin to remove the distortion patterns around this topic. So let's get started. Dennis?
1: If I start the journey that we've been talking about Mm -hmm. in other segments, and um, I'm just, I'm filled with a lot of emotions that are pretty raw, Mm -hmm. I mean, And I would perceive them as negative um, anger or hatred or jealousy or whatever it might be. You mentioned you could actually use those to your benefit. Mm -hmm. I, I don't get
0: it. Okay. Yeah. Well... Uh, the thing is, we spend a lot of time avoiding our negative emotions, but those emotions, if we feel them and don't avoid or suppress them, which is what we spend a lot of time doing, uh, they can be tremendous catalysts towards change, because they have a lot of fuel to them. They have a lot of energetic fuel to them in the sense of uh, they're not... If those emotions are truly being felt, they have a lot of fire to them. Make sense? They're, they're, they propel you forward, right? And the thing about emotion is that they're meant to. They're meant to catalyze some kind of shift that's why you're having it okay so if you are feeling tremendous anger or fear or worry or hatred or whatever it is right you it is a it is something well hatred's a little different because hatreds a mental concept that is a, respo- a, a in addition to an emotional response you have to think i i hate you or what you know what i mean like there has to be some kind of mental association to it whereas anger is just like a reaction Does that make sense? Hatred has a bit of a mental component to it. Okay, so I'm talking about just emotion, negative emotion, yeah? So, in any case, because those um, emotions have fire to them, if we allow ourselves to feel them, we don't want, I mean, we don't want to stay in that state. It doesn't feel very good. And so, if we can use that catalytic force of them, we can move into something better. As long as, okay, so here's the catch, to... Use it in a way that is productive as opposed to destructive, okay? So we associate anger with the destroying, right? That's why things like you can, it's very easy to destroy in anger, yes? Or even in fear, it can be a destructive force because fear, it can become anger. Anger is usually fear masqueraded with extra energy. Does that make sense? Anger is usually some kind of fear underneath there. So... In any case, um, if you can use that as productive, meaning, okay, I feel this fear, I feel this anger, okay, I want to use this towards something that's going to shift my reality. So what am I going to learn? It's like a harder lesson for yourself. Make sense? As opposed to a destruction towards someone else. So as opposed to being like trying to destroy someone else or even yourself, right, you've turned it on yourself as a way to release that emotion, to recognize, okay, I'm really super pissed off right now. And be like, okay, so I'm gonna go do something with it, right? So maybe you run real hard, or you go surfing, or you whatever, okay? A physical thing can be really helpful. And as you're using that anger to propel you through that physical activity, use it to be like, okay, well, what is it that caused this? What? You know what I mean? You can use it to examine what needs to change, what needs to change, what needs to change. And if you do that, then it can be used productively. Does that make sense? It requires actually some distance between yourself and your emotion to some degree, which is hard at the beginning and becomes easier the more that you do it. So, my point is simply that you can use it consciously to help to accelerate you forward because it's like an amplifier, it's like a magnifying glass. What is it that Here that I need to shift that is triggering me and can I use the momentum from this to move beyond it? So that's what I meant by using it consciously
1: I was you know what came to mind is if I'm driving to work and Mm -hmm. somebody cuts me off Mm -hmm. and so boy I just the anger just Mm -hmm. Rises up. Mm -hmm. So what you're saying is you know my desire is not to just try to suppress that mm-hmm. and pretend like, oh no, everything's okay, it's mm-hmm. all good, we're mm-hmm. we're all one, you know, <laughs> yeah. y- you know what I mean, yeah. and just suppress it, knowing that I'm boiling inside. Yeah. yeah. So you're saying take that take that boiling, yeah, and like a volcano, allow it to yeah. come out in a healthy,
0: yeah, in a w- healthy way. So don't yeah. go into road rage. I, I'm suggesting that you experience that anger and be like, because here's the thing. If you have road rage or you're angry, it's not the person who cut you off that made you angry. You already have the resonation of anger within you that's unresolved. And your mind is looking for something to put it onto. Does that make sense? It happened to be at that particular point in time that person cut you off in traffic. Yeah. So let's just take the same scenario. Imagine a massive boulder came tumbling down a cliff and cut you off in traffic, right? So now you've just swerve around it. Yeah. I mean, I guess you can get angry at the rock but really, it's a rock, right? I mean, re- it hasn't. Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? It doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't have an intention behind yeah. it. So my point is simply: if you're angry, you can get really pissed off. The rock cut you, right? Whatever. It's the same with the person. Your your mind is looking for something to pin the anger on. The anger is an indication of a distortion pattern somewhere in your field that needs to be resolved.
1: So chances are there's something brewing. Oh yeah. And then there's a trigger point. Yes. And something triggered it. Yeah. If it wasn't somebody cutting you off, it might have mm-hmm. been somebody at work that day or some you know.
0: Yeah, or your spouse or your kid exactly. or your whatever.
1: But you you've got this and yeah. so the anger is just and so what you're saying is mm-hmm. is to first of all recognize that mm-hmm. but also not to just suppress it mm-hmm. but also try to take the energy around that mm-hmm. and put it in a constructive way. Yes.
0: Exactly. Exactly. And so the best way to use um, negative emotion is to, it's to move it from like, uh, instead of like trying to avoid the pain of it, to use it to move towards something better, right? Okay, so behind the anger is the anger at something usually. It's not like in a vacuum. People just generally aren't angry, right? So there's a distortion pattern of anger, okay? So what is that? What's causing it? Who are you? Oftentimes people are angry at themselves. Often, uh, and they don't. I haven't really examined why. So it can propel you into this journey of self-examination. Now it requires a bit of distance. I do know that anger is hard. It's like hot flash, right? So it's it happens really quickly. So to. That's why I suggested doing something physical. So you can then transmute it into something, right? So there's a release of it in a way that's constructive, right? So even if you have to go somewhere and do like, I don't know, like 10 burpees in the parking lot, whatever, right? To like burn off that anger, right? As opposed to like smashing somebody's window, exactly. That would be a more productive way of using that energy. And then to afterwards to scan and be like, what is it? Why is this happening? Why, what is the lesson here? Where is this anger coming from? What's happening? What's, what am I meant to learn from this? Yeah. Right? And when you start to do the frequency work, what happens is it clarifies where the distortion patterns are. When we're in it, okay, and we're not doing frequency work, it seems overwhelming because it's so present for us, and it feels so real, and it feels like it's true, and everything is against us, right? whether it's fear, or anger, or worry, and it's overwhelming. It's like <gasps> all of our existence is filled with this emotion. Frequency work allows you to remove distortion patterns, which gives you space from your emotion. That allows you to have mastery over them to some degree. Does that make sense? And you will get more and more of it the more you do it. Now, the other thing I want to mention is that your higher self can use these negative emotions to give you momentum, okay? And I know that seems weird. So let's just imagine that fear is your thing, okay? Like it's it's your go-to emotion. Like if anger was one, like for somebody else, for someone else, it's fear. Okay, so I'll talk about myself. Fear was my primary go-to. Anger was Chris's. Okay, so I didn't really have challenges with anger and he didn't really have challenges. It's interesting, we're all different, right? His primary distortion wasn't wasn't fear, it was anger. So anyway, so mine was fear. So um, oftentimes when there needs to be change and I'm being a bit, com- had been being a bit complacent, okay, so there's not enough m- momentum happening, fear will kick in Right? Whether it's like fear of money, fear of whatever, like whatever I start to worry about or get afraid of starts to kick in real hard because now it's like it's shaking it up right? Of like, okay, what's what do I still have to clear? Like what distortion pattern needs to be removed here? So it's almost like that emotion is almost like a tell, you know what I mean? Like of, okay, something's going on here. My world is getting a little shaky. Oh, wait, there is that fear of scarcity. Oh, wait, where's that coming from? Do you see what I'm saying? So now I can clear more. So oftentimes your higher self, because it's effective, right? It works. You know that emotion very well right it can cause you to go into this pattern that you go into often if you're not paying attention so if you notice what your primary thing is your your weakness when it as you do more frequency work so say let's imagine fear abates okay so in my example fear abates like Tremendously because I'm doing frequency work, releasing distortion, releasing distortion, releasing distortion. Now I'm cruising, right? I'm like, oh, I'm feeling really good. I'm feeling really good. Oh, this is, you know, life has gotten better. More synchronicities, more magic, whatever. Things are progressing. This is awesome. All of a sudden, oh, now I'm worried about money, right? And so now I get bound up. I start to become attached to things. I notice my, contro- my tr- control patterns flare. I'm like, Oh, wait a minute. What's happening here? What's happening? What am I, you know what I mean? It's like, a, a, it, it's that fear that I'm like, okay, if I can have enough distance from it, then I can examine, oh, these control patterns are actually deeper than I thought. Mm, awesome. <laughs> you so, know what I mean? <laughs> so
1: it's kind of that curse and blessing. Yeah. So yeah. The, the curse is, oh, I don't want to deal with fear. Yeah. The blessing is that it, it'll it come up to jar you. Yes. And so you have to look at the patterns yes. or, you know, what's keeping me just kind of Yeah, and so I want to I want to break out of this. Yeah, but and that fear says, "Oh, really? Do you? Okay. How about this? Try this on."
0: Yeah, and if, for example, your thing is hatred, okay, that's your thing. What will happen is it can turn into like self-hatred or self-loathing, right? And that might be the thing for you that kicks you in, where you start to go, you know, as opposed to hatred towards others, you start to go towards self. Does does that make sense? As you do the frequency work, what will happen naturally is you'll start to shift in terms of your perspective, and then a lot of times I've noticed people who have a lot of anger, hatred issues will start to shift and it'll turn towards self. Does that make sense? Like that's, what that, that's the deeper, harder layers that are tough. And when that stuff starts to flare, when the inner critic starts to go off, like you suck, why, can't, why aren't you doing that? All that sort of really negative self-talk, I'm like, pay attention. Because you know, they, it's like they're fine, then all of a sudden this stuff, like a circumstance, okay, let's call, I'm putting that in quotes, shows up that triggers that. That circumstance isn't random it's often your higher self orchestrating things for you to examine on a deeper level where it is that you need to grow where it is you need to release things where you need to progress so it's actually again the opportunity is what can i learn it's not happening to you it's happening for you right so
1: so just a just a couple minutes ago kieran i heard you say mastery of emotions yeah so is this the process of over time and releasing the distortions yep and you can see that connection between mm-hmm. the emotion yeah. and pattern. Yes, and now I start to release that. Yep, it's all, you know. I'm not quite as angry as I used to be. Yeah, you know,
0: or scared, or yeah. worried, or anxious. And will it flare again? Yes, yeah. it will. We're human, especially if you have a primary one. Yeah, like we all have, and it can shift. Okay, so here's the thing: as you start to rise in terms of your frequency vibration, we're not static beings. Okay, And nothing is like fixed. We all think that we're all fixed, but we're not. It's fluid, especially the more you ascend, okay, in terms of your frequency vibration. You realize, really, there is nothing static. Everything is fluid. And so, too, your emotions, okay? So, for example, perhaps you started out with your main thing being fear. Okay, so that, for me, was what my main thing. And then it shifts into something else being, the main, then it became worry. Okay, so you, you, that's a step up, right? Yep. It's, not as, it's not as intense as fear, so good, notched up to worry. That's yep. awesome, right? Then it goes into, like, self-doubt, and then it becomes something else. Do you see what I'm saying? So each notch yep. up is shifting as you're shifting, because you're releasing more and more distortion patterns. And they can still be as intense in a different way, right? Like, self-doubt can be intense in a different way from fear, right? It's not as severe in its intensity or the negative... Um, the intensity of the negativity of the emotion, however, it can still be something that catalyzes you to look at, okay, what's going on here. And as you said, the mastery, the self-mastery, is to, like, have the distance from the emotion and ask the question, what am I meant to learn? This emotion isn't random. It's happening. Okay, it's happening. I'm going to allow myself to experience it. Why is this happening? What's the lesson? What's the opportunity for me here to learn something from there's always an opportunity okay. always
1: I've got one last question okay about emotions yeah you know um, are, are we trying to work toward where we have no emotions oh I mean I mean I've taken care of anger I've taken care <laughs> of you know is, is that a end state
0: yeah uh, well. <clears throat> I don't believe it is, okay, because you're human. So part of the gift of your humanness is emotion, okay, because we don't have this intensity of emotion when we're not embodied. So part of the gift of the embodiment is the emotions. The mastery is in realizing the emotion is not you. Emotions can be information. For those who are very empathic, part of the distortion of the empath, okay, so these are people who feel other people very, very keenly, and there's... Um, not just feelings, but energetically. Okay, so like, they can feel the distortion in them almost immediately, you know, as if it's almost it's, it's theirs. The distortion of the empath is that they feel like they have to take it on from everyone because they feel it so keenly. Just because you feel it doesn't mean it has to come into your field. I just want to say that to the empaths, okay? It doesn't make you... And there's a lot of, like, um, the distortion of, like, non-worthiness within the empath, that they have to, in order to be worthy, take on the burden of everyone's emotions just because they feel it. That's not true. It doesn't elevate you. It doesn't save them, right? So in, in part... For many empaths, I'm not saying all of you, for many empaths, part of your journey is to be able to hold your space, to hold the space within your spirit body. Feel what you feel, which is wonderful, right? It's a gift, in a way, to be able to feel at that level, so you have an awareness. It's information. It gives you information of the field around you, and then also to know the boundary between you and everyone else, and that's part of the mastery of like, okay... That's theirs, this is mine. That's theirs, this is mine. No, wait, no. You know, so just in terms of modulating and holding that space so that when you do go to, if you choose to help people using your empathic abilities, you're not just sucking in everything from their field, which may or may not serve you or them, actually. Nope. Because if you just get heavy, then you can't help anybody, really. Okay? So. And,
1: and that certainly is a practice. Absolutely. Over time. Yeah. And... Um, to me, what I've heard then is the fact that emotions are part of being human, yeah. and it kind of adds some mystique and magic and excitement and fun and excitement to our lives. Absolutely. And so we don't want to be robots.
0: Oh, exactly. And what I wanted to just add, I know you're about to wrap, and I could feel it. So I'm just gonna, um, before you get there, uh, I just wanted to mention that um, emotions change as we ascend. So I taught you, we said that you're not supposed to become a robot. Okay, so. Here's my experience of emotion, you th- at least so far for me. And I have a lot more to go, okay? So I'm not suggesting that I'm at like the pinnacle of anything. I just, I'm at where I'm at. So, but, anyway, but you've learned a lot. I've learned a lot, yeah. yes. Exactly. That's what you're sharing. Yeah, exactly. So um, it's not that you become emotionless. You start to um, realize very quickly that they're not you. Okay, so that sounds really weird, but you, you can't dis- not associate from them, but realize what they are. They, they're not your essence. It's not who you are. They're just an emotional state that you're experiencing. And it's really odd. You occupy a more, at least for me, I occupy more of a neutral space more often. So it's like more still internally, thought wise and emotion wise. When I have emotion, they're very, it's, it's interesting. It's, so if it's um, whatever it is, it has some kind of odd clarity that I can't really describe in words. So especially if it's like um, something particularly that is affecting, like, um, uh, like for example, I'm going to try to think of an example to help. So for example, if I have an idea that's come in, it's not like I'm just like, oh, for example, I'm launching this creation manifestation class. I didn't really think about that that just kind of popped in right as something that I was going to create for everybody Okay, so that came in and then I got excited about it because it had so much momentum Does that make sense? I could feel the momentum of this class and the ripple effect of it That was really exciting to me because I was like, "Ooh, I can feel that that's awesome, right? So it's kind of different because I'm not really it's kind of got a different quality to it um, and um it lasts for a bit of time, and then I just move in it, and then I go back into neutral. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think so, that's
1: the key word right yeah. there, is neutral.
0: Yeah, you just go back so into neutral. So you
1: you, you're not trying to suppress emotions, no. and uh, you're not trying to avoid them. Yeah. It's just the fact that if they pop up, oh, yeah. ta-da, and you know, yeah, but, but stay in neutral.
0: Yes, and it, it helps you to catch things much faster. Yeah. So for example, if I start to control things or I attach to things really quickly, I'm v- it's much faster for me to catch up I'm Like, oh, 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 we got to be careful there. Just yeah. what's going on here? What's yeah. going on that I'm feeling fear or anxiety mm-hmm. or whatever? What, what's happening? Yeah. Right. So it becomes um, really helpful. They're very good indicators. They're very good indicators for mm-hmm. things that need to shift or something that's not in neutral for you. Right. What you can, what you can shift, in, that you need to shift in order to become even more neutral is a strengthening. That's how I see it.
1: As we continue on this journey, emotions are a really a exciting part of it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So thank you very much, Karen. Thank you. Karen, could you help me? I hear so often when I look at uh, your video or your website, GFC. Exactly what is that?
0: These GFCs are not like regular meditations, and many people find they go into varying degrees of altered state. So please do not drive while listening to this GFC. Welcome everyone to the group Frequency Calibration on Emotions, the Agents of Change. First, becoming very aware of your body noticing the weight of your body as you sink further into whatever it is that you're sitting or lying down on yeah And now please become aware of your breath. Is it shallow? Halting? Full? Or at ease? Noticing your breath. And if you haven't already, taking this opportunity to deepen your breath. And as you deepen your breath, allowing more fullness, more ease. As you take full, deep breaths. Good. And now becoming aware of your surroundings. Noticing the temperature of the air. And noticing its relative humidity. Is it dry where you are? Or a little muggy? Noticing the ambient noises. On your end, and all the sounds on my end. Good. Now, bringing your attention to your heart space in the center of your chest, in your nipple line. In addition to your solar plexus, which is between your belly button and the base of your sternum, we're going to take a deep breath here together. Nice big inhale. And at the very top of your inhale, you're going to hold your breath for a count of four. And whenever you have completed that four count, releasing the air out of your lungs and holding your breath out for a count of five. And for those of you who have completed that breath, bringing your attention to your heart space alone, breathing normally. And as we wait for the mastermind to coalesce, please note that I'm working on you in groups and in subgroups, and that I'll be making noises on my end. So you'll likely hear me exhale loudly, or hum, or even yawn, even though I'm not tired. That's just how I remove the distortion patterns. And more and more as I access higher and higher frequencies, depending on the group and the topic, I work in silence. So please know that even if you don't hear me, I haven't gone anywhere. I'm just working on you in silence. Because sometimes making noise lowers the frequency, Okay, making the physical sound. So that is why silence happens occasionally. Good. Now that the mastermind has coalesced or gathered, we're going to go ahead and ask ourselves the following question. How can I become even more aware of my connection only to pure source. And that question again is, how can I become even more aware of my connection only to pure source? And as you ask yourself that question, please imagine, sense, feel, or become aware of, the very, very center of your body, wherever that is for you. And as you become aware of this space, noticing or imagining a brilliance at its very center, that starts to intensify as you have your attention on it. Yep. Yeah. And now this brilliance expands outwards through all of your organs. Out through your bone structure, through your flesh, and out through the pores of your skin. into the space between your physical body and the outer perimeter of your spirit body, which is a sphere at arm's length all around you. really becoming aware of or imagining the brilliance within the sphere. And the brilliance becomes so intense that the sphere begins to oscillate or shake from side to side. Good. And now becoming aware of, or imagining, the space all around the sphere, and as you become aware of this space, I'm working with you at source level to increase your frequency vibration. And the reason I'm doing this is so this session is the most effective and efficient possible because it's coming from the highest order on spirit level and also because you can't come to this level on your own. So I'm bringing you up to this level, you are registering it and will know where to go. Good. Bring your attention now, please, between your throat, all the way down to your heart space. Okay, so this first distortion has to do with the fear of negative emotion, which makes sense. Um, They can be scary, right? They can consume us and be overwhelming and be destructive. However, there is a way to shift that into something else from destruction to something constructive for us, if we know how but first we have to remove the fear of them so here we go keeping your attention in that space breathing normally Also, just so you know, working on this um, well, medium-sized subgroup that is not just afraid of your emotions—you also suppress them or push them out of your push them away from you. That doesn't mean you process them; it just means that they're unprocessed and pushed away from you. So it's a form of suppression. So working on that subgroup as well, because that is a form of fear, even though you're not. Um, allowing yourself to feel the emotion. Good. So, bringing your attention now, please, to the center of your heart space and the center of the hollow of your throat. These two separate points. Yep. Okay. So this is the distortion pattern that your emotions are true. That's what you believe, that your emotions are true. They can feel very real, but they're not necessarily true. Okay? So learning to distinguish that. Emotions are information. They're not truth. Okay? They feel like that, but they're not often. So let's remove this distortion pattern. And at the same time, give you more space between you and emotion. And for a pretty large subgroup of you, this um, pattern that you have of mental, like a tailspin where a lot of times you'll sustain an emotion, even though it's not helpful for you because you rehash it over and over again in your mind. So it's a mind thing that is looking to perpetuate an emotional state. Okay. One that's not helpful to you. So we're going to release this distortion pattern, okay, which is holds you in this place of disempowerment. So pulling all this stuff out. much better. Bringing your attention now to your sternum. Yes. So your sternum all the way from the hollow of your throat to the base of your sternum. Okay. So this is like more clarity and more awareness around your emotion and also the amount of momentum that emotion can have, especially negative emotion. So anger has a propulsion to it, a movement. Worry has a sustained sort of agitated energetic to it. Okay? You can use these emotions to transmute and become something constructive. And it's too deep to go into now but that will be available as a deep dive okay but for now giving you more clarity and awareness around emotion how you can use it or use them to catalyze something constructive as opposed to only destructive. And from the upper ribs, this um, misbelief or um, misguided belief that allowing or feeling the emotion fully somehow makes you weaker or, um, or, or overly vulnerable. So we're going to release this because that's not true in order to release emotion more fully and or use it to catalyze something constructive or even to confirm the deletion of the pattern you need to feel the emotion fully it's not weak, it actually takes courage to be in it Okay, I didn't say wallow in it, I said be in it so pulling this out Attention to your xiphoid process, which is right at the base of your sternum and about three inches or seven centimeters immediately beneath it. We're going to reset. Clear, reset, and integrate your pain body. Good. This brings us to the end of this session. These GFCs help people release distortion patterns. It's my sincere hope that you benefit profoundly from this series, which is why I spend so much of my personal resources creating these as my gift to the world. If a GFC topic resonates with you, often more work that can be provided in this one GFC is needed to really clear or loosen deeply held distortion patterns in areas that are sticky. Because these patterns are like layers of an onion, usually there are multiple layers to individual topics.